Good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, Academy New Year. Um, excited for this new start. Glad that you could all be here with us. You know, I'm here with Pastor Perry and myself. Josh hey, everybody. I, I've uh, for a couple of weeks, I've I've woken up on a Friday, I've not known what to do with myself. <laughs> it's it's been I've been missing the, the I love this time these times together uh, where we come around God's word and love it having, just opens up. I loved having the break, but. Now we're here, I'm like, you know what? This is what we're meant to do. This is good. And I, I have so much fun and I so, uh, enjoy being here. So welcome everyone. We're so glad that you could be here. Uh, we hope that you'll have as much fun as us as we discuss um, our new topic. That's right. We, we finished the end of last year with healing. There was more that we could have shared and more that going mm. on covenants and things that we were enjoying. But I just felt New Year, fresh yeah. start. Is, um, That's good. I always like leaving something with something in the tank a little bit. Yeah. It's like, oh, we could have still kept going, but let's just hit, hit the ground. And, and I did really consider um, continuing on some things, but I just felt um, no. And then I went to this topic, this topic, and then... I was driving and praying, and suddenly it just settled on my heart um, to um, uh, make Jesus the center of what we're doing. So it's not That's only good. here at our Bible school, Breakthrough Academy, but also our Sundays. I'll be, I'll be preaching on Sundays and teaching here and um, enjoying this yeah. exalting, lifting up Jesus, because uh, that's what we're called to do. We, we're called to, to shine the light of Jesus wherever mm. we go. And so that's that's our exciting new topic, and we're glad to have people, glad we have got a couple of people in the studio with us yes, today. So we've, um, we've, got, we've got some techos uh, we've there. We've got Jordan Lewis and Cameron Grant here today, uh, behind the camera today. But welcome, guys. Glad that you're yeah. here. So, and, um, and it is also... Uh, open to anyone who would ever like to be here in person. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we, we will set out chairs. Um, the, the building is open. Yeah. Um, so you can turn up. Come and sit in the studio with us and, and, and get it all live. And you can even ask questions and we'll, we'll, um, we'll bounce that off because we, we just enjoy it. And we love being able to do it with our breakthrough family and our family of people all around the world that can connect with us and, mm. and do this. Yeah. So this is, um, pretty exciting that we've got this this medium that we can teach and share and um so well why josh why don't you pray for us that we'll have a revelation of jesus then we'll dive straight in and let's just let's just hit this wonderful let's topic going father god we just thank you that we can be here this morning we're excited to not just learn um things or you know experiences or um facts about you jesus but we're excited to have an encounter with the, the living Jesus. We're excited to have and go deeper and have new revelation and understanding of you today, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we just thank you as Pastor Peter prayed uh, even before. Um, Holy Spirit, that you are just pointing and exalting Jesus and lifting up Jesus. And so we pray uh, that we come alongside, give us um, thoughts and words and, and uh, revelations of Jesus today, uh, that we would have, um, that we would be closer to Jesus, not just uh, the historical figure, but the person that is alive. He is alive and he is here right now. And so we thank you for that. And um, and let's go after that together in your name. Amen. 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 I, I, I love that. Actually, um, let's go after that together. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's the fun of what we're doing. Uh, this is not just, oh, I'm just sharing. I love the, the feedback and I love the input that Josh has and those others in, in, in the room, but also you. If your comments and everything mean a lot so that we can... Feed off that. If you've got any questions, you know, bring them, you know, put them in the comments. Um, sometimes I do get really focused, and so Josh, yes. you got, got to help me out here. Yes. Um, uh, it, it's sometimes I just get really absorbed in what I'm doing, and so um, it, it, it works. Then, then you can help me recognize a, a question and stuff like that. And just as we've been noticing the comments, someone, Cameron Grant, has been. <laughs> 
speak typing in another language. Yeah, uh, Italian says Jordan. Um, I like spaghetti. Yeah, um, I, I recognise it's French because it says bonjour. That's it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. He said Italian, and I'm just like, that's not. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I recognise that word bonjour. Yeah. Um, it means um, thank you. No, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> Don't tell me, I'll believe you. <laughs> All right. Um, so. <laughs> oh, Jocelyn's on. That was French, Jordan. Come on. I have um, just been um, refreshing myself personally in mm. wanting to know Jesus. Yeah. It's, um, knowing Jesus, it's just not just not, not an intellectual, intellectual knowledge, mm. but knowing him, experiencing who he is, understanding him better and and how that works in my life because it's not just about knowing him i i'm to become jesus to the people yeah right and not just like oh i yeah. love that so i've got to do this no as i as i am um, connect with him as i abide in him yeah and he abides in me yeah as i remain in him and he remains in me then out of that there comes an expression. That's what Jesus is wanting to do. He's wanting to take the life of God and express it to those around us. In fact, that was the very plan of God right from the beginning. You wouldn't, who would have thought it? Um, if you, in fact, let's just go on. Um, in, in Genesis chapter 1, this being a Bible school, I don't want to just sort of mention things. We, we actually take our time we, to... We, we take time to, to uh, go through everything, discover everything. Genesis chapter 1 and... <laughs> Gracias. Uh, Let's uh, like guys. This some new, any comment either English or New Testament Greek from now on. All right. <laughs> They're gonna be pretty silent now. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, uh, not, not just any Greek words they know. Abba. Uh, agape. Um, all right. And um, Genesis one twenty six. God said, "Let us make man in." Our image. Mm. So they've created all the heavens and the earth, the other animals. You know, this all the other animals being created. Because verse twenty-five, God made the beasts of the earth after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, everything that creeps in the ground after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Um, you know, because we're working backwards here. Mm. God said, "Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind." Yeah. Um, but then when He says, "Let us make man not after their kind." He says, "In our image, mm. like the, the the beasts will be, you know, they've got their own kind, and they yeah. will they will sort of replicate and duplicate after they, themselves. They were different, but he said, let us make man in our image.' Yeah, and um, I've just you know been looking at this concept because um, it's a it's a pretty deep comment and and um, concept, and it's a little bit different. What does it mean to be made in the image of God? You know, like we, we, we sort of say that, let us make man in our image. We say, oh, well, I've been made in the image of God. Yeah. Well, what does that actually mean? Do yeah. and, and, ref and what it is, is God says, I'm, we're, we're going to sculpt someone that reflects us. Mm. That's like us in the world. Yeah. So when, when the animals look at man, they will see God. Yeah. All right. Now, we're not God. I, I'm, I'm not saying we are God. But we're made in the image of God. So when people see us, now that's obviously going to be more than just physical. Um, it says, oh, is this what God looks like? Well, you know, Jesus became man. Jesus took on the form of a human. Mm. Um, 
Uh, is it because this is what God looks like? Um, it's, you know, what does God look like? We see him seated on the throne. But we see him in his glory. We see Jesus obviously still in his resurrected form. So he's got the form of man. But it's obviously way more than just um, a physical likeness. It's not like, oh, there's an image in terms of this is what I look like. And, and I've got five fingers. And uh, so you're going to have hands like me. Yeah. I've got opposable thumbs. So you've got opposable thumbs. You know, the gorillas, they're, they're not in the image of God because they're a little bit different. Mm. I don't believe that was the, the essence of what this was meaning. Obviously, something about our, our design would reflect God. But I'm not sort of saying God looks like us. I'm not, I'm not, that's not my, indica- um, my intention here. But what I'm saying is God said that when the animals look at man, they will see what God is like. Yeah. So the animals can't see God, but they can see man. Yeah. And man represents and is an image of God to them. The, the, the way that man is in the world is a representation. And so God then came to man and he did something he didn't do with any other animals. He breathed into yeah, him. So they were, they, were, they were alive, but he, we became a spiritual being. Mm. Something. So we, we have spiritual life. And then if you look at it, it says, and God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and God said, them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Mm-hmm. And so God says, you are now going to be the rulers of this planet. Yeah. And I believe that's a part of the representation of the image of God. So mankind has always been designed to reflect and, and, and be god to those around them mm. all right now i'm not saying that we are god or we are even gods with a little g or anything like that i'm not getting into that sort of teaching what i'm saying is that we become the representation of god to those around us and i believe that little, same little reflections yeah now with the fall and you know we call it the fall with the with the the rebellion and the breaking of the the purposes of god and plans of god in the sense that Adam and Eve took things upon themselves. They said, you know what? We can set ourselves up as gods. Um, if you look at the, the temptation, um, chapter 3, um, the, um, he said, yeah, what can you do? Well, we can't touch that tree. And then the servant said, you won't die. God knows in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Now, mm. it's funny. They're created in the image of God. Yeah. And now he's saying yeah. you can do. And what, what he's saying is you can actually take a role of God that you haven't been given. Yeah. And you can be fine with it. And you'll be good. And you can, you can make your own rules. Mm. You can actually determine your own good and your own evil. What This is good. That is evil. Um, and... Um, so they did, they took it and suddenly their eyes are open and suddenly they're, they're aware of a whole lot of stuff that, um, so the, 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 um, the tree was the knowledge of good and evil, Yeah. you know, and, and they, and they effectively sort of wrestled that and took that to themselves. I know what's good for me. I know what it, if it's, if something is right, I look at this fruit. This is good. You yeah. know what I mean? I, this, I'm, I'm changing the rules here. They set themselves up as a God instead of God. Yeah. And so instead of becoming the image of God and reflecting God and being God, we may, we, we sort of said, no, no, we don't yeah. need that relationship. We can do it ourselves. Do it themselves. And so now we have a world that is doing it themselves and going their own way. How's and, that going for them? Yeah. And, um, and so, and now it gets more and more topsy-turvy. Now people are calling evil good and good evil. Yes. And um, I, I, I saw an article just recently, um, someone written, a, not just an article, but 
like it was from a um, you know a university paper you know someone had, was doing it as a thesis type thing mm. saying how harmful marriage is you know the concept of a man and woman they said like that's just it, it's just an imposed thing from our culture yeah that is so harmful to us it's everything that's been designed by god trying yeah. to do away with those yeah things. and so now they're calling that which god had designed and god has planned you know let a man leave his father and mother and let the two of them cleave together marriage is actually a, a god plan which represents the covenant um in book of malachi it says uh, that the marriage is a covenant, just the same as God is a covenant with His yeah. people, and so it's a relation. It's a reflection. Marriage is actually a reflection of the relationship that God wants with man, mankind, and so it's a hum. It's a it's a wonderful thing, and yeah. the fact that it's the two cleave together means that they they make. That's the only connection they have, and the same as we connect with God. We don't have gods, and we say, "I've got you." I have you on Sunday, but I've got the the God of this yeah, here yeah. and the God of this it's on like the other. It's an exclusive deal. It is. It's exclusive, and it works because the covenant is an exclusive covenant, and because of that, um, it works really well. But it's interesting. The the world is saying that is evil, hmm. saying what is good do, do away is with evil, that. Yeah. and what is evil. Oh, that that is good. That's good. That's uh, that's just one example, and, and you can everyone can probably think of lots of examples of of how the world is turning things around. And like you said, how's it going for us? Well, we are just we're having a great time working out what's good and evil. And then you look down in the next generation, and they're suffering for it. <laughs> you know, what I mean, families are in such a mess. I, I see the result of the um, you know that we, we had you know in the '60s and the '70s a sexual revolution where people threw off restraint and all the rest and and this whole concept of marriage and all the rest oh let's throw off this restraint of this you know uh, harsh you know re regime and, and that's been passed on to us and then I, I we we minister to the families and the children that are the result of that yeah and there's a lot of hurting messed up people there's a that, lot of backlog <laughs> yeah that that's just it's just not been good you know we, we say this is good uh but you look at the fruit and it's not good at all so that's what we, we broke that and we became our own representation. But God never lost that design. Mm. That was, was, was always his plan that yeah. you would represent him and you would be the representation of his love and goodness and you would rule within that authority with, good, with yeah. peace. But you've broken it. So what can I do? He said, I can send my son to restore Jeez. you. That's good, yeah. And what I'm going to do is make you my son. I'm, I'm going to bring you into the line bring, with Bring Jesus. us back in. Yeah. Bring us back in so that you can represent me again. This has always been the plan. Yeah. Now I'm doing it through Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. Right. Yeah. I, I love like throughout like the Old Testament, it was like continuously like prophesied of like, the, yeah. this is what, this is the plan. Jesus is going to come. He's going to, you know, die on the cross. He's going yeah. to bring us back into the fold. Um, and so I just think that's so cool how um, he had it even from the very start. Uh, like I think you said it before, that he already had a plan in motion. Yeah. You know, he's already getting things in line, getting things organized to uh, for us to be you know, where we are now. So exactly, it's all planned to bring us back to this point of, and it's Jesus is restoring us yeah. to this place. That's good. And um, let, let's look at John 15, and we get a sort of a taste of this. Um, Jesus says, I'm the true vine. My father's the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that it may bear more fruit. You are already 
cleaned or pruned because of the word which I've spoken to you. Now, he says, this Jesus saying, abide in me mm. and I in you. Yeah. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit from apart from me. You can do nothing. Mm. Jesus is saying, now, if you will remain in me and connect with me, fruit's going to come out of you. Yeah. What type of fruit? The reflection and the life of Jesus is going to be manifest through you. That's good, yeah. I'm going to, Jesus says, I'm going to, I'm going to connect with you, and then you're going to become Jesus. So Jesus' plan is to be the vine. Um, so how does that work? It means that, okay, in your workplace, Jesus does not plan to physically manifest and turn up in your workplace tomorrow. All right, he's not going to come up and say, I've, 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 here's a manifestation of me. I'm, I'm going to, you know, and he's done that. He does that. He reveals himself to people. People mm. see Jesus. Yeah. You know, Paul saw Jesus when he was Saul on the, on the road to Damascus. You know, who are you, Lord? I, you know, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. Um, John had the revelation of Jesus in all his glory. Yeah. People have seen Jesus. Uh, but that's not his plan. That's not his plan is to turn up at every workplace and turn up in every family and turn up in every street and say, I'm here. And he says, I've got a plan. I'm going to bring my life and who I am and my authority to bear and my goodness and my grace to bear. How am I going to do that? And he says, I found the answer. Found a vessel. <laughs> I found it. I am going to, I'm going to make you me. Mm. Now, understand it's all in the context of, I'm not saying Josh is God or Jesus. That's, you know, if you're hearing that, you're getting warped. But Josh is, becomes, he dwells in Jesus, remains in Jesus, connects with Jesus so deeply that Jesus works his life in him. He puts his life into him. The Spirit of God comes upon him. And then the things that Josh does and the way Josh behaves and the words Josh says is actually Jesus to those people. Mm. Jesus, that's, that's yeah. what Jesus wants. Yeah. He wants you to be his representative the image of God is now there. People say, what's Jesus like? Like this, like this. I, I heard this situation many, um, um, uh, many years ago. Uh, there, was a, there was a guy who was ministering to a woman who was he heavily demonized and she had been um, demonized as a child and a demon, when, when she had been um, you know, uh, damaged by the world mm. and she had found comfort in a demonic spirit that became her connection. But that spirit was destroying her. Yeah. But it was all she knew. Yeah. So some people, they, he said, he says, we're trying to bring her in freedom, but she had to let go of the the familiar, and that was very scary for her. Yeah. And she had, even though that was ruining her, it was familiar, and she was not wanting to let go. Hmm. And he's saying, you need to come to Jesus. You yeah. need to turn and em embrace Jesus. And in the end, she said, ha what's Jesus like? You know, I know what this is like. What's Jesus like? Well, you know, what, I'm, I'm, I'm about to cut off that which I've, I've lent on for most of my life. What is this Jesus like? Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, how do I answer that? And then he just said, Jesus is like me. Hmm. All right? That's good. Now, he's not saying that in the sense of, I mean, Jesus was saying, <laughs> but he's saying, this is how it should work. Yeah. You don't have to imagine what Jesus is like. Yeah. You should not have to imagine what Jesus is like. You should see him already working through me. The love I care give you, the, the authority I come with, the care, 
you see that in the in in the in the tangible. Yeah. You've been able to hear it, see it, really feel good. it. I like that. So you've already had a picture of what Jesus is like. Like, uh, what's the word? Like countenance? I think. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, the face. Yeah. yeah, you know, like they, they, they might see your face, but they see, oh, that there's something about that person that's different. Yes. You know what I mean? And they might not know it's Jesus, but uh, they, yeah. they see that countenance on that's, you. That's, yeah, they, they see something on us. It, we, we, we become the representation. So mm. people can't see Jesus. You know, we, we, we have this thing, oh, I, I want you to see Jesus. Well, people are like, where, how? You know, that, that's not how it works. Jesus said, no, no, what I want you to do, I want you to be me to them. Yeah. So the fruit that you bear is my fruit. They can feel that fruit. They can see that. And then they can say, ah, I want that Jesus. Yeah. And then we point them to the, the source. We never, ever think that it's ours. No. Because if we cut ourselves off from the vine... We are a very lousy fruit-bearing branches when we've got no... Well, because we ourselves are like, like Jesus, you yeah. know, you're looking at us, but Jesus. We recognize... If it, we're it, not doing that, yeah. then it gets hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, if, if, I just, if I receive that to myself, I'm just a fool to start with, and, you know, and, and I'm in deception. So that we are living out Jesus. So this whole study of Jesus, for me, is become more and more important because... Jesus wants to reach the world. Mm. He wants me to take him to the world. Mm. It's so important that I know him. Yeah. That's not, really good. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't want to take a imagination about Jesus that I've had because I heard a story in Sunday school or I just thought, or oh, the world is framing and shaping what Jesus is like. And they're giving a picture of Jesus. And many times I'm like, that's not the Jesus hmm. that's revealed. That's not the Jesus who is. And this is a problem that went back even to the very first century and the very early church where they were reshaping and reframing what Jesus was really like. Mm. You think, oh, they wouldn't have done that. Yes, you know, you only have to go 10, 20, 30 years and people are reframing things. You know, just think about some of the, the, the people in history, how even if they lived 50 years ago, you can find all sorts of views about them and, and it's getting cloudy and, and yeah. misinformation and, and downright lies sometimes about people. And that's what was happening about Jesus. People were shaping that. So if you just go with me to first John, um, chapter one, you have John who walked with Jesus, yeah. talked with Jesus. Um, in fact, Put your finger in there, or if you're doing an iPad, don't put your finger in your iPad. It doesn't work. <laughs> you can just skip back to it. Um, John 13, we'll go back to the book of John, chapter 13, um, verse 23. There, this is right before Jesus um, is going to be crucified, effectively. He, he come to having Passover with his, his close disciples. They're... It says the disciples were looking at one another, lost to know which one he was speaking. He was talking that someone's going to betray him. And verse 23, there was reclining on Jesus' breast one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. And Simon Peter then, and so, so there's, and they said, well, who is this the disciple whom Jesus loved? Um, well, that's talking about John. He's the author of this. Now, I've said this before, and, and I, uh, it's my theory. I haven't been able to, I haven't found this anywhere in, I haven't read everywhere. Um, I have a theory that 
that says, why people say, why did John refer to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved? Because that's a very arrogant way of yeah. writing about yourself. You know, so I won't put I won't put my name there. I'll say the disciple whom Jesus loved. That irks some other people that want. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just sort of name. Um, I, 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 someone should test this out for me. Not now, later when you're not listening. Um, <laughs> Mark, which who lent on Peter. Mark, Mark wasn't an original disciple. You have got Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the four Gospels. Two of them were written by people that weren't his disciples. People were like, oh, I never even stopped to think about that. Mark was not a disciple. Luke was not a disciple. They came afterwards. Yeah. And Mark was a young man. And he um, was connected to Peter's ministry. So that the, the understanding is that what Mark wrote was heavily reliant on Peter's first-hand account. So Mark, but Mark was the one that did the writing. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it says someone can... Um, correct me of this that when Mark talked about a disciple that cut off the ear but he doesn't name him because it's Peter so he doesn't name but John names him <laughs> John said that was Peter everybody it was Peter that cut off John's the ear John's like I have no worries saying yeah. it was Peter I call him I say Peter cut off the ear and I'm the disciple Jesus loved you know? <laughs> how, how does that work so I'm like it sounds a bit full of himself but you've got to realise that when people wrote we say they wrote he didn't actually probably do, physically do the writing yeah. John would be saying uh, dictating it yeah and then someone would be scribing it and writing it and my theory is that the person writing it simply put a filter on that because he would have been someone who really honored and respected john yeah and so when john said um i th there was reclining on jesus breast myself the scribe said the disciple whom jesus loved yeah or even John, you know, you know he, he just he just referred. That's his. That was his tag phase for John. So that's my theory, um, and I, 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 nothing has come in my heart to to change that. But it says okay. So that, but John, whom Jesus loved, it actually talked about John, Jesus, and, and John very much connected, which is sort of amazing that um, you know we say G God loves the whole world, um, but then there's other people that he says he loved them. Like he says. In John 11, chapter 5, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yeah. Well, okay. Didn't he love the whole world? You know, is that, but there were sort of levels and layers of love. And John was his closest companion. Mm. It talked about at the time of this amazing meal, this Passover meal when he's sharing, John is actually leaning up against Jesus. Mm. That's about as close as you can get. Yeah. Um, just having... People saying it's arrogant, yeah, to see that Jesus looks like me is actually um, humility. That's a little bit leaning on to what Jay said in Next Gen Jan. Yeah. Humility is actually just saying what Jesus says about us. That's so right. Amen, Caleb. And um, so we we have, um, so he's leaning on Jesus. He's close to Jesus. Mm. He's, he's intertwined with Jesus. He has this greater revelation of Jesus. Yeah. And then he's writing this letter to people and... Um, I won't get into it because if I do, I, I, it'll, it'll just fill time. But I want you to catch this, that he, he is writing from probably the, the person who's the, on earth had the closest relationship with Jesus. Mm. Spent like the, a lot of time, maybe the most time with him physically. Yeah, like he was the with, person well, he was with the, the, the three years when they, they the, the 12 disciples. Yeah. But of the 12, it said that then there was the three Peter, James, and John. But yeah. of the three, then John was the closest. Mm. Think about it, and and the, and, it, and actually ended up in the Bible. Jesus, the, the the disciple Jesus loved. Mm. In other words, he was he he 
he was best friends with Jesus on the earth. Yeah. Effectively. That's a... I was... You know, Jesus on the earth and I was his best mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's... and... That's a pretty amazing. Um, to, be to, to be able to say that, and you know, w with humility. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. It was, it was, that's just how it was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was not so. Like not it, was, it was probably evident. You yeah. Know, to yeah. everyone that saw that. That's right. And it was like he just. It was just when Jesus on the earth, he had all these connections. He had the seventy at one time they sent out. He had the the twelve. He had his family. He had his mother. Um, he had the three out of the 12, then he had the one. But he, So he had different layers of, of actual connection and relationship. Yeah. And John was the one that he was the closest to out of everybody. Was, I, I could have this wrong. Was John also the one that um, like looked after his mother? Or is that... Yeah, I, I, think got, I, may, this, I, may, I may have that this, wrong. This, this, this is your... Um, yeah. Um, now, there's, there is some... Um, but, you know, to have that trust. Uh, geez, uh, John... I don't want to throw anything, um, you know, make people watch and have to check face. John was, um, there's a good chance John was actually Jesus' cousin. Mm. Now there's John the Baptist, yeah. who was his cousin. Yeah. But on another side, there was this John. Yeah. So they're all related. Yeah. Okay. Um, in, in fact, in my Bible study note, it, it, it doesn't even put that as a conjecture. It actually says, as a boy, John thought of Jesus as just a cousin, one of the sons of Aunt Mary, his mother, Salome's sister. So... John's mother is Salome, mm. S-A-L-O-M-E, Salome, and um, he's and it talks about Salome and Mary being sisters, or there's a connection. It's not 100% sort of locked in, but it's enough there yeah. that um, in terms of, and this is a very, very um, solid Bible reference I have here, and it just takes it for granted. Yeah. It, it's, it accepts it, that John was the, John was the son of Salome, Salome was the... Um, sister of Mary mm. and Mary was the mother of Jesus mm. so they were cousins all right I didn't even know that yeah so um yeah look, we, we, a lot of sometimes people don't know that they sort of more familiar with um John the Baptist because um Mary went and leapt in the womb and stuff mm. like that but um but this John so he so he's been sort of he's known him since childhood but he came to recognize him as the son of God yeah and and I just want you to hear what he wrote in 1st John. Um, John says, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we've seen with our eyes, what we beheld with our hands, and handled concerning the word of life. And this life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and mm. heard, yeah. we proclaim to you also, that you also may have fellowship with us. Mm. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. In other words, John says, I've, I've encountered this Jesus. I've seen him. I've heard him. He's, he's... And now... It's not just over there, but it's encountering us. Yeah. And it's working in us. And that which we've heard and seen now, we are we are proclaiming. We yeah. are speaking. That's how the whole process is meant to work. John says, Oh, I um I um I've I've known Jesus, but not just physically as a as a person. He's known him as God mm. and, and as the Son of God. And now he's connected. And that relationship, and as he remains in him, has got to impact in him to be shared. Um, 
if we just go across to oh, let's get the reference uh, chapter 2 verse 18 John says this is the, the big issue, the big problem of the end times. You know, he's talking about the end times. He's, he's living only, you know, less than 100 years after the time of Jesus. But he's saying, he's saying from this moment on, there's an issue. Yeah. And the issue is all about Jesus. He says, children, it's the last hour. And just as you heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have arisen. From this we know that this is the last hour. He said, people have arisen up from us. And we know that there is the great Antichrist. Mm. But he said, actually, there's many in the spirit of Antichrist. So what are they? They're anti the Christ, Mm. which is anti the Jesus, the anointed one, the Messiah. They're anti anti Jesus. They're against Jesus. And he said, they went out from us. These was a group of people that initially, they were sort of working in the church. But John was like, there was one thing they never really got their head around, and it's Jesus. Mm. All right, they were in the church, but they wanted to reframe who Jesus was. Now, they weren't saying Jesus didn't exist. They weren't saying that Jesus um, isn't something special in the the things of God. But they were reframing exactly who he was and how much relevance he had. And so he said, they went out from us. He said, because we could not work together. That wasn't meshing. We could not mesh because when it came to Jesus, that is who we are. And if you mess with Jesus, Hmm. then we cannot say. Now, I'd always read this that they backslide. They backslid. I just thought it was someone of people talking about they went out from us back into the world. But this is not a group of people that have backslid. This is a group of people that have set up a, a, a... an alternative spiritual life, distorting it. distorted life. They were setting up their own spiritual way that included Jesus, but not a Jesus that um, is like G- John knew and John said. Yeah. Um, so they went out, and you know they obviously weren't with a part of us because they went and they couldn't have been it. But he said, "You know, no, you've got the anointing. You've got the anointing. Anointing is from the word Christos." Um, so it's sort of playing back in. You've got the real Christ anointing. You've got the real connection. Yeah. Um, the Holy One. Um, who who is who's the liar? He says, "Who's the liar?" But the one who denies that Jesus is the Anointed One, mm. is the Christ, That's is good. the Messiah. This is the anti-Anointed One, the anti-Christ, the one who denies the Father and the Son. It's interesting. You deny Jesus, you're denying God. Yeah. John said, "You cannot." You cannot um, separate those. You cannot say, I love God, but I don't love Jesus. Or, mm. I love God, but I, I, I relegate Jesus to a different place. Whoever denies the Son, denies the Father. Also denies the Father. Or does not have the Father. Mm. The one who confesses the Son has the Father. Or Jesus is the connection. All right? Mm. That's... Um, uh, and and what's the key? The key is this word abiding. Mm. If you if you heard from the beginning, what what if you what you heard from the beginning abides in you will also abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise: eternal life to comes to you through. Um, and there's a passage here. I I might not even try and find it because I'll, I'll just get, later on they go on to say, hey, how how can you know the truth? You know the truth because 
you say Jesus has come in the flesh. Mm. In fact, let me let me find that because it is actually um, that's how we know um, chapter four, verse one. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Test them. Now, what's the test? See whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. But this, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has yeah. come in the, flesh, in the flesh is from God. And this is what they did. See, what they did was they relegated Jesus to something different. Um, in fact, there was a teaching that sort of said that he... Um, the, the, the Jesus we saw was not a real Jesus. He was actually even a phantom. That he was... Because... Um, the trouble is, when you start making up your own religion, you can get a bit confused. Because things... How does this all work? That just sounds what, taxing. So, they, they have different ideas. And, and, and what, what do we do about this flesh? And so some of the religions, some of them said that your flesh is um, evil. You know, everything to do with this world is evil. The spiritual world is good, mm. but the physical world is evil. <laughs> and, you know, some Christians can even fall into that. Everything, they, when we, we, we talk about the flesh, we think everything to do with this world, substance and everything is evil, yeah. but the pure is yeah. the spiritual realm, yeah. the heavenly realm. So if it's to do with this natural realm, but when we talk about the natural realm and the spiritual realm, we're talking about the spirit of it, the demonic, satanic, run, led, rebellion world mm. not the actual physical things that we're touching but the, you know but it's um but they said okay this physical world is wrong and they say now jesus he had a physical body well no he didn't <laughs> because he couldn't have because he was pure so if jesus was pure and yeah, sinless okay. he couldn't have had a body yeah because bodies are evil so they said oh okay well and uh, so, that he, he he was it looked like he had a body Mm. But he didn't really have a body. Jesus is now fitting into their doctrine. Yeah, they're, they're, they're switching things around because Jesus can't have a body because that would mean he is sinful. Well, that doesn't make flat. sense, so he can't be this. Yeah, yeah. and then there's a point, you know, they're, then they're sort of, so they're twisting. They're, 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 okay, well, let's just say that, the and, and there's another extreme of that, another side of that that says, hey, it's only what happens in the spirit that's important. What happens in the flesh doesn't make any difference because it's just in the flesh. It's only the spiritual life that's important. And so again, we just push Jesus into the spiritual life and the physical doesn't make any difference. Those people would say, well, it doesn't matter what you do. You know, so you can you can have sexual immorality. You can do all the wrong things. You can live any way you like. Just that, a free pass. Because that doesn't affect the spirit. That's just in the physical yeah. realm. So there is no problems here. As long as, that, long as your spirit is clear, Yeah. That what you do in the physical doesn't matter, and hey, there's Christians now. I, I, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, you're forgiven because of God's grace. You know, you can do the, you can be the worst sinner, it doesn't matter. Hang on a sec, you've got that a little bit twisted. That's that's that doctrine that says the spiritual is all that matters, the physical is irrelevant. Yeah. No, 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 there's not irrelevant. They're connected, um, and you know, there's good scriptures for that. Um, so they they were they were getting their doctrines and then yeah. having to make Jesus fit. Yeah. All right. John comes along and says, you know what? That's not right. What we've heard. Yeah. What we've seen. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. What we held in our hands. No phantom. Yeah. The real. The real Jesus. This is the Jesus I'm bringing to you. Mm. This is the Jesus I come to you with. Not, not some imagined Jesus. Yeah. Not some Jesus that you're based off 
I know he came, but let's now adapt him to us. There are people trying to adapt Jesus to the, the philosophies of today. There are G people trying to make Jesus fit in and, and, and agree with them. Yeah. You know, um, in fact, um, Cam, if, if you can go in my office, um, I've got a little gift that was given me. It was a bobblehead Jesus. Uh, it, I think it's on, on, the, um, on, the, on the bookcase there. Um, I, I was given this by another pastor friend. And because he said it, and he he was given he got it because um, this is the the Jesus of the world, and it's and he calls it the bobblehead Jesus because you say something, Jesus goes yes, 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 yes. You know, you say this is right, yes, 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 yes. Oh, we should do this, Jesus. Yes, yes. This is what Jesus. This is what you're like. Yes, 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 yes. This is what I'm like. Um, bobblehead Jesus, he just becomes anything we want him to become um, because he's just there to um, be, you know, what, what, you know, some sort of something from the past. Yeah, we, we acknowledge him. We mm. make him part of our, yeah. our religion. We make him part of our, our um, spiritual. Yeah, there we go. So let's see if I can hold him up here. Right, so you say, so you did the whole Jesus bubble. You say, Jesus, what are you like? And you know, yeah, yeah. Jesus, are you are you you exactly what I want you to be? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bobble. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this little bobble Jesus, you know, just 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 becomes whatever we want him to become. Uh, and um, John's like, no, no. I've held him, I've heard him, yeah. I've seen him. That's really good. And I want to write to you about him. But what does he write? And he says, oh, you need to abide in him. Mm. You need to connect in him. And so then he comes through you. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. There's a scripture. Um, as, um, all right, John uh, chapter 4, verse 17. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, this scripture's got more in it than I understand. <laughs> so I'm giving a little bit early, which is always a bit dangerous. By this... By this love is perfected with us that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. As his, the, his status, where he is. And this is what, it, it's, it's connected to the fact, I'm free from judgment because Jesus, yeah. I am, you know. But I like just that concept. As he is, so also are we in this world. We, we, uh, uh, the, the, the status that Jesus has, that's our status. The mm. position that he has, that's how we are in this world. Yeah. And so John was just so um, unhappy with the way things were going, but this this group that had broken out from them, but they hadn't gone away. Yeah. Now they're saying, this is the true way. And he's saying, you're deceived. How do we tell false? And he said, we must test them. We must see. And one of the key tests now, people say, this is the only test. Well, this is the test that John put because of the pressures that was on he was facing in that time. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that's the only test we should ever have. But this was the test that he said, if they say mm. Jesus did not come in the flesh, then they're out. They're out. Yes. Automatic. Gone. Now, now, there can be cults that say, yes, Jesus came in the flesh. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're good because they have other things that rule them out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but but other, they say he came in the flesh, but he was not God's son. Ah, I ruled, that's, yeah. that's ruled you out. Or they say he didn't die on the cross. That rules you out. You know, there's one of the teachings was that he, he would come and then but then he left that body before it was crucified. You know, and, that, and that's, you know, that was their, one of the teachings because they didn't want Jesus connected with the horror, 
of the cross and things yeah. like that. So there's, uh, I, there's teachings all around this, but he was pointing at this. But what we're saying is anything that then comes into contradiction, well, contradiction to what? Okay, they got into difficulty because they just came up with their ideas. Yeah. They reimagined Jesus. They created a Jesus that would become part of them. Yeah. And say, yeah, 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 this is Jesus. Do you like those people? I don't like them. Oh, Jesus doesn't like them either. Do you like those people? I like them. Oh, look, Jesus likes those people. It's amazing. Jesus is just like me, as opposed to I'm just like Jesus. Jesus, um, Jesus is abiding in you. Yeah. yeah. If you abide <laughs> the, in me, the other Jesus. Way, the other way around. Um, so that there's this just... Um, so what do we do with this? And so John writes. John writes. And he gives, there's four um, different ways that he's written. He's written, first of all, the gospel, mm. a story about Jesus. But he's not just writing uh, a gospel. He's writing about the Jesus he touched, the Jesus he met, the Jesus he heard, the Jesus he saw. Seeing him in, in relationship to the Jesus that came from heaven, then lived on this earth, yeah. and then was crucified, then rose from the dead. That's the Jesus and um, he wants us to connect with that. Mm. Then he also had the revelation that when God, when he was on the Isle of Patmos, God took him up and through the angels took him and showed him, first of all, the seven churches and then showed him, took him up to heaven, showed him what was happening in heaven, then showed him what was to come, yeah. showed the seven seals being opened and showed you know the different horses and all those things. He saw this greatness. In, of Jesus in, in the future and the glorious yeah. Jesus. So John has seen him here and he's seen him up there. I would always just had an understanding without knowing why that the book of Revelation was the last thing that was written in the Bible, possibly because it was at the, the very end. And the other one was because John, as an old man, was in the Isle of Patmos. Yeah. And I thought that was his, that was it. Mm. You know, John had this revelation, wrote it all down and sent it all out. And then that was sort of the last thing he did. I've discovered, um, and, you know, and these things are, are not always easy because, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't date them and it doesn't say things. Yeah. In fact, this book doesn't even say John wrote it. So, you know, it's, you've got to use a whole lot of other reasons to, to determine that. But this letter, 1 John, was written after John had... The, the revelation of uh, the revelation. Now, for some reason, that really actually shook me. Not not surprised me. It, it surprised me and shocked me, but it shook me. Yeah. Um, I always thought that was like the final thing that he he'd sort of seen, and then he goes on to heaven himself. Yeah. Um, and I just suddenly had, what would it be like to live here on the earth after having seen what he saw mm. in the revelation? And not want to be there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. How do you live now between the two? <laughs> You've seen heaven. You've seen the future. Yeah. You've seen the most glorious Jesus. Fla you know, fire and yeah. glory and amazing. You've seen him come and you've seen, you've seen the, you've seen people being cast into the lake of fire. You've seen it. And now, oh, go back to your normal life. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. And I was like, it shook me. I thought, he had to marry this revelation. Yeah. And then he also had to marry this. 
He'd had this walk with Jesus. This guy lived in the most amazing tension. He'd been with Jesus and he'd seen Jesus and the future. Yeah. And then he's like, now just live this life. Mm. Then he writes a letter like 1 John. Oh. So 1 John is after that. So the what you hear in 1 John took a new meaning to me. It's because he's got the passion and the, the he's like... This guy's living with this amazing revelation. His spirit must be like yeah. a, like ginormous. <laughs> and he's just trying to put it into words. And it, but I thought initially, you know, when I first read First John, it was like, oh, this it's like this old guy sort of saying stuff. And I was yeah. like, you know, and I was a little bit dismissive of it. And so there was because he said some really weird things and he said some very outlandish things. You know, he said, you know, he, he said, you know, if, if, if the gods and he if God seeds in you, then you cannot sin. You know, you're, you're unable to sin. I'm like, well, I can sin. <laughs> I must, maybe I'm not a Christian. Do you know what I mean? Does that mean I'm not a Christian? If I yeah. Can, yeah. He said, if the seed of God is in you, you cannot, you know, the word dunamai, uh, you, you don't have the ability to sin, a capacity to sin. I'm like, well, that's not me. That's I've not proved that wrong. Yeah. So, well, so it's like, oh, so, I, so it said things that jarred me, made me really confused. Yeah. So I tended to read it. And it also said things, you know, if you don't love, then you're not really part of the family. And you know, if you hate your brother, then you, you're, you're out. And I'm like, oh man, I've had, you know, what about this person I've had a trouble with, you know, all the rest. So I, I, it made me feel guilty. It made me feel like I wasn't really a Christian. And so I just read it because I knew it was the Bible and knew mm. it was John. But now I've said, Lord, um, you know, the first thing that I, you know, when I came to that was this revelation. Jesus said, you know, when I was on the earth, guess who I was most close to? This guy that you have trouble with. Yeah. <laughs> I liked hanging around with John. <laughs> I liked the way he spoke. I liked the way he thought. I liked John. We got on well. I'm like, oh. Would you hang around with me for another? Because <laughs> I'm obviously I'm different. I I don't get John. Yeah. Goes, oh no. Changes <laughs> so, things. Okay. So I'm like, okay, you liked him, and he said, yeah, if I was going to give someone the revelation of, you know, the revelation, I chose John. Mm. Oh, okay. You really like John. <laughs> he was your best mate when you're on Earth. You 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 gave him the revelation. Um, all right. I need to. I need to apologize, even though I'd never thought it said anything intentionally. Yeah. John, can you show me what you, can I understand you? Because I want, I, I want to think like you. Yeah. I want to be, I want, I want to, I want to get inside your head and to the point where I'm like, that is the best way to say yeah. that. And I understand. So that's been my task is to understand. And, and it's looking through this guy who's walking in this tension. He's walked with Jesus and he's been in heaven and he's seen Jesus glorified. And now he's got a church that is fiddling around with messing with Jesus, <laughs> changing Jesus. Yeah. Pers like, personal. You know? Yeah. And messing around with sin, saying it's okay to sin. It's like, that's why he came to destroy. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest, to destroy the works of the evil. Yeah. One, to get rid of this whole thing of sin. This is the whole purpose. He said, you know. The one who's expecting Jesus to come, he says, purifies himself. Mm. You're doing the exact opposite. You don't really expect him to come, do you? you yeah. know, it's, so he's like, he's exasperated. And he's also up against people that were, um, were, were, were opposing him. 
You know, that these people that left yeah. were, were, were opposing him, saying, John doesn't really know. John's a senile old fool. Don't listen to John. If John sends a preacher, and then he sent two letters, Second John and Third John. And I always thought, what are they in there for? You know, just because John wrote them, they must go in. Yeah. But no, they give the context to the letter because there's no context in the letter. The letter itself is just teaching, but there's no context. The Second and Third John give the context of what he was going through. And in, and in um, one of them, it's like, um, um, there's one of them that said he, when I send people to you, um, he won't let, he won't, he won't receive my preachers. Yeah. He won't let them preach in his church, in, in the church. He's taking over the church and he's not letting my preachers come. I'm like, wow, this, he's got real opposition. So those two little letters, second John and third John talk about the, the, what was happening, the, the, the tension. But the main thing I want you to catch from all this is John had this most enormous revelation of Jesus. Yeah. But it was not a revelation like, oh, I just want you to see there. It's a revelation that needs to be captured and then outworked. Mm. It's a real, Yeah. it's a revelation that puts overalls on. It's a revelation that must, it has an expression in your life. Yeah. It's a revelation that comes to you about who Jesus is so that you can now be Jesus there. So John writes these, his gospels, his letter, his small his personal letters, the book of Revelation, all of that to reveal who Jesus is so that the people can know him. The word remain is one of the key words in first John. You remain in this, remain in this, remain. If you, if you dwell in him, yeah. live in him. And then that, out of that comes the life of Jesus. So John is a great spot to, to look at. And as well, you've got Matthew, Mark and Luke, who've got these other ways of looking at Jesus. That's what we need to look at. We need to embrace this Jesus. Yeah. Get to know this That's Jesus and take our bobblehead Jesus and toss him. All right. Don't toss Jesus. Just toss your version of him. All right. You say, no, 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 no. I'm not got, I got no bobblehead Jesus. I'm the bobblehead. <laughs> yes. My life is getting in sync with Jesus. I'm t so that's I need good. to find out what Jesus is like. I need to know what Jesus is like. So that's what we're going to study. This is this teaching is going to help us. But in order to do that, I'm going to start where John started with actually the physical Jesus. Yeah. All right. The, the working we, we, we work through and um, go through that the life of Jesus. All right. And we're going to um, dive into that. And then from that, we're going to get to know Jesus. I've got an image here. Um, I've got some, what I've done is, um, I've got some notes and things that when I, if I, I was doing this as a, a class, we'd do handouts and things. Um, so I've made, I've put them on the um, online. So um, they're in, um, if you, well, you can follow through here. If you go to our Breakthrough website, go to our Breakthrough website, just waking up, it'll look like that. Um, and if you look at the menu, this is on an iPad, go to Life at Breakthrough. What we do here, at, this is Academy is part of Breakthrough, the yeah. Life at Breakthrough. And one of the things we do at Breakthrough is we have, not Breakthrough Espinal, um, Breakthrough Academy. There we are. So we've got a page in Breakthrough. Again, it explains a little better. But what you've got down here, you can just go down a little here, notes. Downloadable notes for the subject Jesus. All the stuff. So there's some things in there that I'm going, ah, oh, you know, you can go search on the web or you look up, but I've just put them there. Um, I'm going to show you one here, which I downloaded, um, and it's this. 
that's a picture of Jesus. All right, and you can sort of see that on the screen, mm. a picture of Jesus. But that's not actually a picture of Jesus as someone just hand-painted. It's actually, and I'm just going to go this way and get a little bit closer. If you zoom in, it's a picture of a whole lot of people. Yeah. Just a whole lot of individual photos that make up the image of Jesus. Mm, that's good. Which is pretty cool. Do you know I mean? So and if I go back to this way, you can... All right, so, and then... You know, Wonders of modern technology, being able to put that together. All right. Um, that's a little bit how I approach the Gospels, is I like to dive into individual stories about Jesus, mm. individual situations that Jesus did. Yeah. And it's like zooming in and getting focused. Now, that doesn't look, that doesn't give you the whole picture. Yeah. It just gives you one segment. But if you get that segment right, and then you get the next segment right, and the next segment right. When you put them all together, it becomes a good image of what Jesus looks like. Mm. All right, but you've got to you've got to start with you know, you, and um, that's what we're going to do over the, the next few weeks. We're going to dive into the Gospels. We're going to dive into the Book of John, and we're going to take it piece by piece, little bit by little bit, and um, look at some of those individual things. Now, what I've found is that that can be a little bit jarring. Um, it, sometimes you look at that and it's like, oh, yeah. Um, and we used to do an exercise with, you know, we get 20 people. I'd give a, I'd give a list of scriptures, 40 or 50 scriptures from, um, which we do, I think we used the book of Matthew. We just sort of took the, um, the book, chapter, book of Matthew, um, you know, three or four verses, little blocks of what Jesus did and sent everyone away with one scripture. And they just had to write a few words about what Jesus looked like in that scripture. Yeah. I'm... All right. So you know, you know, he was things like he was bold. He, you know, he was loving. He was kind. But then also he was harsh. You know, and then he would, you know, give someone the one where he, you know, takes the whip and cleans it. And um, just what do you write? People had a very hard time actually sometimes, especially with the harsh things. Um, writing that and I said don't worry this is not the whole Jesus yeah. this is just the little image but I remember when someone came back and, and it was when I think it was the whip or something like that and they say he was harsh but loving and um, <laughs> they, they couldn't they couldn't just say he was harsh yeah <laughs> that feels wrong it felt this felt wrong I say what part that showed what where, where did you see loving they said well I just know he is you know <laughs> from other verses yeah it was like I can't you can't actually see it there but I know he is and I feel really bad I, I know what the scripture says <laughs> Um, so it was like, it was sort of like, you know, so even when people were trying to be, re, re, you know, just restrained it's by a little that. bit of bubblehead Jesus in like a, a lot oh, of people. Yeah, yeah it's just a nice, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to see this Jesus is very confronting. Jesus, it, it, he didn't upset anyone. Yeah. You know? This Jesus is very upsetting to me. Yeah. You know I mean? So I, I want to fix him up a little bit. Just, I said, no, no, if you fix up that image, um, then when you do this big image, It'll not be right. It'd be like he'll have, you know, that that area will become a different wrong color. And yeah. Look like he's, he's got a blemish on his face. But if you do that enough, you know, like let's say, you know, the areas are dark, Jesus, where you know he's tough and he's hard. No, no, no. We'll fix that. We'll lighten that up. We well, give him a bald spot. Yeah. <laughs> because all those dark spots are meant to make up a reflection of Jesus. And no, 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 no. I'm fixing that up. By the time you look back, he's different. Yeah. He's not who he was. He's not who who he should be. So. We're going to allow ourselves to just take a look at passages and, and let them speak to us. And the reason being is 
I need to be shaped by who Jesus is. I need to be shaped by the Jesus and get my bobble going with that. And I need to, and, and we, we do it with the restraints of where yeah. he came from, where he was going, what he was going through. Yeah, I'm not saying that you can, you know, you, you can't just sort of take um, a, a piece out of Jesus and say, I know the real Jesus. You've got to see that through the filters of what was happening in his life. And yeah. like that. I get that. But the idea is you need to know the real Jesus. You need to be able to hunger and say, because that real Jesus is the Jesus that is working in you. And you've got to become the reflection of that Jesus. Yeah. And you've got to be able to be Jesus. And you can't sort of say, well, I don't want to be that Jesus. Well, because if you cut that piece of Jesus out, you become ineffective. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like with John, obviously knew him on earth and had all those revelations. So he had such a, a depth of um, just how much like Jesus loved him. Yeah. And so that filtered through him everything that he did. And so when there were little things like that, it's like, that's Jesus. Yeah. You know, because there was such a, a depth of understanding and, and love, like, you know, two-way. Yeah. Um, which affected and filtered everything yes. and so those things where it's like oh i can't i can't um understand that it's like well no go deeper yeah you know <laughs> in your love for jesus yes. and those things will be yeah. th that there's that place for them if you push in deeper you find the connection and and and, and the revelation yeah. to, to that love and to that to to the, the the goodness of god that you that john saw the mercy the kindness the yeah. grace the all those things that were there that meant even when he was seeing it what looked harsh or but he he was seeing it um so yeah it, it's you do this because you get that big revel then 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 you're getting a connection to the real revelation then that flows out um and so like i said the idea is that you, you become so impacted by Jesus that you are dwelling in him, abiding in him, and mm -hmm. his words are then abiding in you. And it says, out of that, fruit will become. Yeah. You'll start to become that which you've embraced because we're doing it by the Holy Spirit, by the anointing of the Spirit, um, so the grace. So I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to keep our Bible um, Academy shorter this time. All right, so you know, normally I would just dive into the second half and do another 45 minutes teaching. I, but I just felt we're just going to keep it to an hour. And, um, and that's, that's your taste for what's coming. Um, but maybe you want to read through the book of John, 1 John, and you know, just, as a, just through the eyes of someone who has seen the things of Revelation. Mm. And now he's I, explaining that. I, I actually really want to reread them again. Now knowing that it was after, yeah, like you know, that... I, I can't, I can't remember whether the Gospel of John was after, yeah, but definitely the letter the, of John yeah. was after. But even maybe the Gospel of John, I, you know, it's like um, having a different perspective yeah. of like, oh, okay, so he's had these things now, and now the things he was dealing with or yeah. had to deal with, now this is like outpouring from that, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's it, it gives me a whole new um, appreciation, yeah, you know, like it's oh, like you can read it for the first time again, you yes. Know? Yep, and you say, wow, this is what he was challenged. Not just challenged because this is, it was like, okay, I, I, the first thing I got was to understand what he was challenged with in the church yeah. and amongst the people, and he was writing to them, and he was, um, 
And he was writing to a group of people. You know, there's a sense where I, I sort of thought that he was just writing to individuals, but there's a sense where he was writing to a group because he says, I'm writing to fathers and I'm writing to um, young men and I'm writing to ch my ch children. He's writing to the different levels within that group. Yeah. It's, you know, so he's not just writing to individuals. I'm writing to that church. church. The church is made up of young babies. It's made up of young men. It's made up of fathers. Um, and, you know, and, and so he's writing to this, this, this people. But not just writing with a challenge, he's writing with a challenge coming from such a high position. How does he take this revelation without banging a few heads? <laughs> well, that's why it does feel like there's some heads yeah. being banged. He yeah. is frustrated. He is like, how can you do this? You need, you can't do this. You can't do that. Um, because he just had such a, a feeling of, and yet it's so full, you know, um, he's had such a revelation but it's love that flows through. He talks about, you know, it, it, in one sense, one John is so harsh, yeah. but in another sense, it's the most, it's, it's the, it's the, it's so much full of love. Yeah. And it's the, the call to love and yeah. to love one another and to be loving. And he said, you can't, you know, the man, the man, if, if, if love is not being manifest, you haven't got Jesus. Hmm. You know, this is, this Jesus is amazing and he causes love, but he's, but he's, it's not a love that says anything goes. It's not a love that says, um, we accept everybody. He's like, no. If you have God, this will happen, and, and this change, and um, and he's, you know. So you can read First John. You can maybe start reading. You know, you can read the Gospel of John. But with this idea, Jesus, I just want to get to know you, hmm. because as I get to know you, I begin. It begins to work in me, yeah. and I become a reflection and an yeah. image of that. It becomes working through me. Through my hands and through my mouth, fruit starts to happen. Mm. And where's that coming from? Where's that fruit? Wow, that's not actually from me. That's actually Jesus, yeah. the life of Jesus. That's good. I'm saying this because that's that's what Jesus yeah. would want you to say. I'm, I'm, I'm feeding you because I'm ministering to you the life of Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm laying hands on you under the authority of the name of Jesus. That healing that flowed, that was from Jesus. And I'm becoming Jesus to you. Mm. Um, and so that's the whole um, end point. That's why we're studying this. That's why the world needs this. The world needs the real Jesus. You know, we, we sort of think, oh, the world's, the, the world's pretty sick of the church at the moment. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, you, you look, the world does not have a good image of the church in many areas. And we're working from a back you know, step sometimes. Yeah. You know, the church. And I, and I think, yeah, I, I can, and I can, and I don't want to say, oh, yeah, that church did that. It's our church, do you know what I mean? And, and there's areas of our church that have behaved badly and have, um, but I can be a little bit like John and said, they went out from us and they weren't really from us. <laughs> they, were, they were never from us because you could never do that and really be from us. Yeah. But the world doesn't recognize that, doesn't make that distinction. Yeah. But I can, I can say, well, I'm sorry, you know. But, what I need to do is bring Jesus to them. I don't need to try and fix up the image of the church. I need to bring Jesus. Yeah. The real Jesus, the true Jesus, the powerful Jesus. And that Jesus is timeless. That Jesus yeah. is what they need. And that's what we're, we're um, bringing. Yeah. In, in um, it's, it's exciting because like in the world, it's a world where you're told to love yourself. Yeah. And we're bringing Jesus. It's like, love Jesus yeah and, and he he will make that self uncomfortable yeah <laughs> you know, just tearing up some roots here yeah. and doing some different things here but like but by bringing that and experiencing that love and you know and and loving Jesus that changes them 
yeah. to where they can love themselves more than what they could ever have done in the world. So, so that's what we're going to do um, next week. We'll, we'll, we'll start diving into some of the nuts and bolts. We'll we'll get ourselves uh, head around some of the the things that help us to understand mm. and put ourselves in the context of each of the stories and and try and sit in them a little bit, imagine ourselves in them a little bit. Um, you know um, what Jesus really did. Um, can I give you one? I talked to Jordan on the way over. Um, we, we'll look at some maps. We'll look at some things that feel. Um, all right, I'll just give you one. This little sore taste. I want to know now. Yeah. Um, John chapter 4, verse 46. Um, what are we going to do? I'll pull up the scripture first. It says, He came therefore again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine, and there was a certain royal official whose son was sick at Capernaum. Um, let me just make sure I've got the right. <clears throat> oh no. John chapter 6, verse 16. That's another good story, but we won't do that one. Wrong reference there. So, now when the um, okay, so I'm trying to work out far back, but when Jesus came, when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. So, whereabouts is he? Um, if you go to verse 1, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee or to a place called Tiberias. Anyone here heard of Tiberias? All right, some nod, some Tiberius. It's in there. That's a name. I wouldn't have been able, if you said, where's Tiberius? I wouldn't have known. I look at this, I say, it's on the Sea of the Galilee. <laughs> but that's about all I know. Yeah. And, um, and that's where they sat down and, um, and they gave him food. Mm -hmm. So Tiberius is where they fed them. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so it happened at Tiberius. But that name means nothing to me. And I don't understand it. So when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. And after getting into a boat, they started to cross the sea to Capernaum. So, okay, they're going to Capernaum, which is also on Galilee, yep. I'm presuming. And it had already become dark and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea began to be stirred up because a strong wind was blowing. When therefore they had rowed about three or four miles, they beheld Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near to the boat. They were frightened. And he said, it's I, don't be afraid. They were willing therefore to receive him into the boat. Immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Immediately. Immediately. All right, so Jesus is walking. doesn't give the impression, this is not Peter walking on the water or anything like this. This is not, yeah. um, there was a strong wind, but it was, you know, they yeah. were working against it. Um, and Jesus is just walking, and, and they're, they're like, ah, so get in the boat, and they're there. All right, so if you go to um, uh, the library, there's a, there's a map of yep. Palestine as part of that. Yep. All right, so you can... Click on there. All right, so see the Sea of Galilee? There's Tiberius. Hmm. There's Capernaum. All right. Um, now, this is like, well, how far is that? You know what I mean? It's two, between two dots. Yeah. Um, oops. Maybe if I go that way, I'll get the whole thing. I don't, hope you can see this online. You can see the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea. And the Jordan River right down between. I made a mistake. I did a map. It doesn't have a scale on it. 
But thanks to my new way of working out Bible maps and scales is Google Maps <laughs> or, or, or Apple Maps. Um, so yeah, so what I did was I went to the actual land of Israel yeah. and said I want to drop the pin here at the top of the Dead Sea and another pin here at the bottom of the river. You can actually see Tiberius yeah. is still there. I said, how far is that? And they said, if you drive, it's two hours. It's um, 125 kilometers, 125 kilometers from there to there. It's about two hours in a car. I said, well, that doesn't help me. Mm. Um, I said, how far to walk? <laughs> said one day and two hours, about 26 hours. Um, I actually went to a, you know, a research, um, very reliable thing called Wikipedia. And I just asked, in Bible times, how far did they walk in a day? <laughs> so you change that now if you, want. If, if you want. If you want to see how I do my research sometimes. Now, thankfully, <laughs> I just use these things. It says, um, they estimate from 32 to 40 kilometers in a day. Mm. So to walk from that bottom part of Israel is about three four days walk. Mm. All right. So using those um, guidelines, okay, that, that gives you an idea to go from our church here up to Kyneton, um, Kyneton Police Station. I don't know why, it was just the first thing I could find in Kyneton. Mm. That's a day and two hours. It's about the same distance. Yeah, that's, that's significant. Okay, so... If, I wouldn't be excited to do it, but... I mean. All right. Um, okay, so now I said, all right, this is... Tiberius to Capernaum because that this is not now. Yeah, all right those places are still there and you can go around there It's about three hours and 20 minutes um, I'm guessing that's driving Because um, I know Oh, no, no to walk. No, okay, no, let's walk two now. hours to drivers. No, no, this is now this is now on the Sea of Galilee. Oh, right, just to see the yeah. Sea of Galilee. This is remember they, they fed Jesus fed the 5,000 here. Yeah, and they got in the boat, they three or four miles in, they're in a storm, Jesus comes walking past them, mm. and um, he says, gets in the boat, and he's suddenly they're there. All right, this is 15 kilometers around. Yeah. So if here, I'm guessing about 10 to 12 kilometers, yeah. if you go straight across. Yeah. They've taken the boat and headed off. Jesus is here, no boat. <laughs> he wants to get to Capernaum, he's got no boat. <laughs> Who makes the decision to go across the water and save a few kilometers of walking? Because if he's walking, he could walk this way. <laughs> but you see, if you walk that way, you trim some time off. Yes. Does he say, hey, Father, let's save, a, you know, let's save an hour's walk. <laughs> but this is like a 10 to 12 kilometer walk. That's like walking into our city. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Across water, mm. <laughs> he gets there. He's committed. <laughs> he said he is choosing to walk. Why go around? Yeah, when I can walk across. Um, so some of these stories, I did. I just didn't appreciate the distances and the, yeah. and, the and the size. I didn't. I didn't sort of say and why and, and what what motivated him. And he said, oh, "I think I'll walk across." Or did the father say, "Hey, take." Take the shorter route, <laughs> save a little bit. Um, but he walked mm. across the water and um, he was just cutting that. He could have gone around. Um, sometimes we go around when we can just go through. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes we go around when God's like, why don't you go through? <laughs> well, because you can't go through, there's um, water there. Well, why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was telling Jay, I know a preacher 
Um, he said, one time he was standing at the edge of the lake and he's like, I really believe I can walk on water. <laughs> and you know, it's not a joke, it's a true story. He said, so he stepped out and sunk. Got out, you know, it was all wet. He goes, I should have realized when I took my watch and that off first. <laughs> you did <didn't. laughs> <laughs> He said, that, that should have told me. Got his bathers ready. I'm, I'm going to walk on water. Yeah, you, you, know, you hold my wallet, hold my really? phone. You know, I'm going to walk on water. Well, if, yeah, if you're really believing it, yeah, he said he was hedging. You know, so he's like, I, I laughed, but if I, if I was to do the same thing, I know I'd, I'd felt the exact same. <laughs> but this is the Jesus, all right? Yeah. Get in, pray, ask, hey, he just went straight across. Mm. Why? Why did he just... And he gets a few kilometers in there and he meets up with the disciples. They're struggling. Yeah. He's walking. Oh, they're having time. Ah! It's a ghost. And it's like... Um, so, um, yeah. No, they, um, they, they're like... Who is he? Um, did that also imply that the boat moved very fast because they said immediately? Well... Um, they beheld Jesus walking the sea, drawing near to the boat, and they were frightened. He said, "It's I. Don't be afraid." They're willing, therefore, to receive him in the boat. They weren't going to put him. They weren't going to let him in the boat. And immediately, the boat was at the land. So there's two. It's just an instantaneous miracle. Mm. What? Yeah. Amazing. So it went from could have been 50 kilometers round to a walk that to instantaneous. No one thought to elaborate on that. Like. You don't believe what just happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I have some more details here? Or maybe like all those stories that are not in the Bible, maybe for them it was like, that's just how, that's just what happens when yeah. you're with Jesus. Yeah, this is what, yeah. So um, we want to dive in and, 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 and sort of, this is what we want to do with the stories. Feel the, the location, the size, the place. Get a, a sense for it because it helps you to sort of actually get in the heart yeah. and the head around of what they're, they're facing, yeah. the struggles, the the you know the reason, and maybe then we, we start to dig deep. Um, some of the things that I was offended at by Jesus have become some of the greatest teaching things where I say I want to be like Jesus. Mm. So I was offended because I didn't understand the pressures and the things that he was handling and how he was going about it. You know, we, we've got that phrase, we're playing checkers, he's playing 3D chess. Do you know what I mean? We're, I'm just working on very basics and he's working on much deeper. And some of the things we've got to understand, ah, that's, and that's how I want to be like him. Yeah. I want to be able to work to that level. How do we do that? Yeah. You know, we, we'll, just, we'll talk about all the things, what he did. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let that one go for those who haven't seen the movie, Mr. Bean. Sorry, <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, spoilers of the Mr. Bean movie. Um, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to focus on getting to know Jesus. Um, I've given you a taste for the sort of things we're going to do. You yeah. can sort of get, get a bit of a sense for, for, for that. Um, Josh, why don't you close in prayer, and then mm. we'll look forward to that next week. God, we thank you that uh, we can gather here again today and we we are excited to to delve into the life of jesus and not just have understanding but grow uh closer to you and jesus and to love you more so we're excited to to, to run for that um and, and just how let that filter through our lives that when we love you <laughs> everything else is taken care of so we bless this time we thank you for everyone who is here and we look forward to when we're back again in your name amen amen Bless you, everybody. Bless you. Yeah.